Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another magical Why We Disney Wednesday. I am so excited because we are talking about one of my absolute favorite things from the Epcot Park, which is my favorite festival, the Flower and Garden Festival for 2022. As you know, there's so much information to go with it. And I know some of you are planning some trips. So the Why We Disney team is going to give you all that information, some of our recommendations and what you should look out for. So here we go on to the episode. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Why We Disney. If this voice sounds a little different than the one you're used to hearing, um, it's because Sam, myself, I'm joining the podcast today, and I'm joined by the amazing co-host, Kara. How you doing, Kara? Hi. Hi, Sam. I'm so happy to have you on today. Yeah. Um, so today we are talking all things flower and garden. Kara, I know this is your favorite festival. It's my favorite too. Um, and we've got so much to cover. So we'll get started with the basics. Um, yeah. So this year's Epcot International Flower and Garden Festival will run from March 2nd to July 4th, which is the longest it's ever run. <laughs> it's usually like 90 days and I didn't count how many days this would be, but it's like almost twice the length of a normal festival. People are like, are you going to visit during Flower and Garden? And if you're going during literally one fourth of the year, you're, <laughs> you're going to see it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so this year, there are 18 outdoor kitchens with a few new items and some returning favorites, which we'll get to later. And we'll be linking the full foodie guide from Disney Parks blog on Instagram. So make sure to keep an eye out for it. Um, so one of our big tips that we're going to share right now is to pick up a festival passport. They are so important. Um, so this can help you keep track of all the foods you try. And it has um, a bunch of different things in it, like the garden grays. Um, Kara, have you ever done the garden grays when you've gone to flower and garden? I have not. Me neither. Um, so something new for both of us to try this year. <laughs> so this is kind of like a foodie scavenger hunt, and they put five different items on it at all different booths around World Showcase. So at each stop that you go to, you order the item, a cast member will stamp your passport. And then once you hit all five, you go back to Pineapple Promenade, which is at the front of World Showcase, and you get a free treat. So you just buy five to get one free. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Um, yeah, no, I haven't, I haven't tried it. I know there's like a couple of those other, we're going to talk about them later in the episode, but there's so many different things that you can do around world showcase and in the outdoor booths in general. But, you know, I always have my list. Same here. <laughs> I always have a list of things to do. And I know, um, last episode, not last episode, but the last time we talked about Fire and Garden in 2021, I talked about um, my little helpful hint that I didn't know I invented, but invented. So if you are traveling to Flower and Garden Festival this season, and you are overwhelmed with the amount of options, not even at the 18 outdoor kitchens, but like all the other festival things involved. Um, and you're just like, I don't know what to try and you don't want to spend too much, but you want to get the best bang for your buck. So what I invented last year is really this like, gotta try it thing, right? So anyone in my party, we make sure to like review the foodie guide, look at the, look at what's offered and pick one drink, one entree and one dessert. 
each. That way, um, you know, people are paying for different things, but then we can still try each other's meals and you're definitely getting at least that one thing that you really wanted to try. So I know my list this year is a little bit over three, but um, I definitely have one drink, one entree and one dessert. And I know on our social medias, we're actually going to have that template available for everyone to kind of like tag us and what you want to get, what you did get um, and let us know what's good. Give us your five-star rating. We'd love to know. So it sounds like when you go, you split it up with the group, like everybody kind of gets a little bit of everything. So then at least you can try a lot. Um, I know for me, that's a big thing we're doing this year, because as much as I love all the food at Epcot, you can only fit so much. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. (laughs) All right. So let's start talking about some of these amazing outdoor kitchens that we're going to get to try too, and the different things that we want to try. So the first kitchen we have is the Flavorful Kitchen, which you'll find on the path between Imagination with Figment and Refreshment Port. So Kara, what are you getting at Flavorful Kitchen? Um, I don't know. They have a couple different options. I like corn, but my body does not. So I'm not going to get that. Maybe the strawberry mousse with the chocolate pearls. That could definitely be an option for me. That does sound good. Um, For me, I'm going to go the more savory option. So I am going to try the grilled street corn just because I feel like at the other booths, I always tend to go for the sweet thing. So um, I think I should try something a little more savory. Plus, it'll feel like I've gotten a vegetable in for the day. (laughs) (laughs) Feel a little bit healthier. Um, And then the blood orange aqua fresca actually sounds really delicious and refreshing. And since I'll be there in May, I'm really going to need it. It's going to be hot. (laughs) All right. So the next one we have is the Sunshine Griddle. And you can find this one near Test Track. So what are you getting from here? Um, Absolutely. Hands down. The fried cinnamon roll bites. Uh, They were a crowd favorite last year. I also had some of the shrimp and grits last year, which was super good. Also going to grab that Fruit Loop uh, shake. It was a different color though. It was like blue last year and now it's pink. So I don't know if the flavor is literally any different, but it did taste like a liquid Fruit Loop cereal thing. (laughs) So we picked exactly the same things. Um, I'm really excited for those fried cinnamon roll bites and the Fruit Loop shake definitely looks, it looks interesting. Um, I know last year everybody raved about how good it was. And like you said, it tastes like liquid Fruit Loop. So I'm all in. And they still do have that avocado toast, which is a returning fan favorite and very Instagrammable. Um, I'm just not an avocado fan, but if you love the cough, if you don't <laughs> mind paying a little extra, um, definitely grab that avocado toast. Definitely. All right. So the next one we have here is Honey Bistro, which you will find across from the Starbucks um, as you move into World Showcase. Um, This is where you will find the festival exclusive souvenir Spike the Beast sipper cup. So if you are a collector of these, you definitely want to hit this place up probably as your first booth in the morning, just so you can make sure you get one of those sippers. So what food are you going to get from here, Kara? You know what? I was mad last time that I didn't get something from this stand. So I definitely want to make sure this is on my top and it's going to be that lavender honey mustard chicken flatbread. What a mouthful. (laughs) Yeah, it sounds really good. And definitely if you're more into like the savory food, but you still want something sweet because it is a honey booth. um, It does sound really good. 
For me, I'm going to go for the local wildflower honey mascarpone cheesecake because I will never turn down a cheesecake <laughs> ever. Um, so I'm really excited to try this booth because I don't think it was around the last time I went to Flower and Garden, which was like way back in 2017. Um, so definitely excited to add this onto my list. Next, we're going to the Citrus Blossom, which you'll find near the Port of Entry gift shop. So it's right when you get over the bridge into World Showcase, it's usually to your right-hand side. Um, so Kara, what are you going to get here? So actually last year when I went to this stand, um, the goal was not to get a food item, but to get the sipper. My mother was like targeted on getting the sipper. So <laughs> I don't even think we got food, just the drink. Um, but you know, if some, if I see something, I might like it. There's the, uh, orange lemon smoothie, which comes in the sipper. We have a key lime ale, an orange peel ale and an orange sunshine wine. Oh, wait, that wine might sound good. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was going to say. I, I'm not really feeling any of the food at this booth and I'm not much of a beer drinker. So like the citrus ales don't really excite me, but that wine I'm, I'm here for it. I'm ready to have some. <laughs> Absolutely. So now we're moving on to refreshment port, which is near Canada. So what are you thinking for this booth? So, um, I feel like I've said this on the podcast before, but I'm going to say it again. Let me, let me just let the listeners know what the options are first, right? So we do have some homemade Italian sausages there. We also have a peppers poutine, the, uh, plant place gluten-free option, um, for some beverages. We have a lavender martini, also a salted, uh, cucumber apple cider, which is some great options, but you know, back in what was it 2020 2019 when I went I was so excited to get this poutine right it is literally fries topped with cheese and gravy this is like what I want to eat every day so I was so excited to finally get it and I hated it do not recommend yeah I was really upset I just like was not a fan of whatever cheese curds they use Um, I just like, I think I hyped it up so much that I did not like it. So one out of five stars for me, but if you like it, you know, at least try it. Like I was, I'm so glad that I tried it, that I can have that, um, review of it, but I think I'll be skipping refreshment port. Oh, well, if I get anything from here, it will be that lavender martini just because it sounds like something really different. Like I don't think I would ever get that at a bar near me. Um, so I'm kind of intrigued by it. And usually the the portions for the cocktails are like a little bit smaller. So if you don't like it, it's not like you have to drink a whole like full size cocktail. Um, yes. So that will be that will be my pick for that booth. Okay. And it looks like next we have the Troll and Trellis. Yeah. So this is where, um, so this booth is sponsored by impossible foods. So this is where you're going to find a lot of like the impossible burger and like the plant-based options. Um, even though they're kind of all over the festival this year, this is basically where they're focused. Um, so for me, none of the food on here is really on my list. Um, but I am (laughs) excited for the, and I'm probably going to pronounce the brand name wrong, um, the Twinings Energizing Matcha Cranberry and Lime Green Tea. Um, I will be getting the version that has the lime vodka that is served in a souvenir mason jar because I love a fun cocktail and I also love a souvenir. So so both of those for me. (laughs) 
I'm going to be honest. Um, this was on our script and I have never heard of this stand. So probably because it is all the plant-based <laughs> options and I just had, I wasn't trying to get anything here, but if this is something you're looking for, there is the filled, uh, baby vegetables with hummus cream, a sausage and kale soup. Ew. Anyway, <laughs> Korean short rib with cilantro, lime, uh, rice. There's also a dessert available. That's a chocolate cake topped with raspberry gelato. So let's just say they're not for my taste buds, but maybe for yours. I mean, the soup, I feel like would be good if this were a festival in a cooler month. Um, mm-hmm. I just know for me going in May, it's probably going to be 95 degrees and I'm not going to want to eat soup. <laughs> yeah. And then up next, we're at the Bryn Market at Germany, right? Bryn Market? Um. <laughs> My apologies. I am German. I should be able to pronounce this. Um, yeah. So over here, you're going to get the very famous potato pancakes um, with their homemade applesauce. You can also get it with caramelized ham, onions, sour cream. Uh, have you tried this before? Um, I haven't tried it at Epcot. I have had potato pancakes elsewhere and they are my preferred pancake, honestly, because they're like small, but they're like dense. So you feel like you're getting like a good amount of food. And I've heard great things about this booth. So um, I honestly might be getting one of everything food wise. <laughs> Good to know. I had the potato pancakes with apple sauce last time I was at Flower and Garden. And you know how I said, you know, the poutine was like the worst thing I tried. Yeah, well, this is the second to worst thing that I tried in my opinion. I didn't like it. Again, I was so upset. I was like, I'm German. I should like this. Um, I was like, I'm so sorry, culture. I I think it was like a texture thing. Maybe. If Maybe. you have, if you don't like, like mushy, like if you're a texture person, you really need to watch with this. I do want to put a little warning label out there because, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, um, I'm about to further upset both of our German ancestors because the drink that I want to try, I'm going to try real hard to pronounce. Um, so I will be getting the sparkling wine with apple liqueur, which the German name for that is the Apfelsau wine. I tried. <laughs> Anyone here is from Germany listening to this podcast. Like, please just give us an audio call. <laughs> yeah, just tell us how to pronounce it so we don't sound crazy when we get to the festival. <laughs> but, uh, you know, this is all cool things to try. And that's the whole part of Epcot is exploring and seeing different cultures and being able to really take in things that are relative to them. And so it's cool to be able to do that. Definitely. Um, So the next booth that we have up is the Magnolia Terrace. So this is in front of the American Adventure. Um, So Kara, what do you think you're going to be trying for Magnolia? Oh my goodness. So we have the seafood boil stew. We also have a gumbo, which is new. The grilled oysters with Cajun butter and a pecan praline. Now, why is it that I feel like the American Adventure Pavilion has the most expensive things? Right? (laughs) I I really feel like this is, this is it. I don't, I don't think to be honest that I'm getting anything from this pavilion because I'm going to get something next to that pavilion. We'll talk about a little bit later, but maybe it's because America, I'm just like, skip. Um, Yeah. For me, the price of things at this booth is definitely kind of a a knock against it. Um, But I think I will be trying the grilled oysters with the Cajun butter just to feel like a little bit fancy. 
halfway through. <laughs> okay. And that's, it, I feel like it's just all seafood. Yeah. I, I thought that was really weird too, that it was all seafood this year, but um, maybe it'll be good. Hopefully. <laughs> um, we do have the Tangerine Cafe. Things supposed to be tangerine. I think it was a typo. Oh, <laughs> I'm so sorry, Morocco, but they do have a Mediterranean flatbread uh, flat along with a vanilla rose water dessert, which sounds yummy. And we have some pomegranate mimosas uh, paired with ginger and elderberry ale and pomegranate hard cider. Um, I'm going to be honest, when I was drinking around the world, the first time I ever went to Epcot, I did. I drank around the world and I didn't like Morocco's drink. And so I kind of skip over Morocco now. Yeah. I had a similar experience um, at the Morocco booth during festival of the holidays. They had, I think it was a pomegranate mimosa. And out of all the drinks I had that day, it was just the one that I was like the least excited about after I got it. Um, So I think instead of repeating that mistake, I will be getting the pomegranate hard cider and hoping that maybe I like it a little bit more than the, the mimosa. Okay. And oh my goodness, I can't pronounce any of these. My apologies, guys. <laughs> la, la Isla Fresca? Oh my so goodness. close. La Isla Fresca. It is the Encanto booth. It is. <laughs> it's tucked away between Morocco and France. And I don't know if you're an Encanto fan, you need to get the what, Sam? You will be getting a right bus. That is what this booth is for. <laughs> yes. Um, and so I'm excited for that. That is definitely going to be on my gotta try it list um, as one of the appetizers for me. This is one of my must gets of the fest. Same here. I will be getting the arepa top with chorizo because I just love chorizo. Um, and I think I will also be getting the drink from this booth, which is the tropical breeze. It's lemonade, grapefruit juice, and simple syrup. And depending on where, how I'm feeling at this point in the Epcot day. Um, I will either be getting it just as it is, or you can also get it spirited with rum. So we'll see. (laughs) Okay. Sam's got a menu, (laughs) y'all. I cannot wait till she goes and I need to see everything, everything on the Instagram story. I want to see the ratings. I I just, I can't wait. It will Um, be thoroughly documented. Don't worry. (laughs) Thank you so much. And guys, next we have the farmer's uh, feast. And instead of us rambling uh, about all of these different um, offerings, we're just going to have them up here on the screen. Hopefully you are subscribed to our YouTube channel so you can come over and see all of our beautiful visuals that our amazing editor Katie is putting on our episode for us. And you can kind of see what we're talking about and see this food and get hungry and add everything to your list. But the interesting thing about this Uh, outdoor kitchen is they have three different menus. Yeah. It looks like they're doing sort of what they've tried to do with food and wine in the last couple of years. They're doing like a rotating menu. Um, So from March 2nd through April 9th, it's the early bloom menu. And then April 10th to May 21st, they'll be doing the springtime menu. Um, Is that for your trip as well as mine? Um, I will be there April 8th. Oh, okay. So we'll get two menus from the Why We Disney team. <laughs> yes. um, and then from May 22nd through July 4th, which is the last day of the festival, they will be doing a summer solstice menu. Um, but I think the thing that will be staying the same here for all three menus is the beverages. And I will be getting that hibiscus lemonade cocktail. I am so excited for it. <laughs> hmm. 
Specifically from this one, I've heard, I've watched the Disney Food Blog Guide, and they say that this goat cheese creamsicle pop, which is new to the menu, is one of the must-gets of the fest. And so that might be on my list as well. I am so jealous that you will be there for that because it looks so yummy and I love goat cheese, um, but I will just be missing it. So (laughs) you just have to take a million pictures and tell me how it is. (laughs) Absolutely. Full review. (laughs) Next up, we have what, Sam? Um, So next up, we have the Cider House, which is in the UK Pavilion. So if you are a fan of the hard ciders, this is the booth for you. And I am one of those people. So I will be getting the Cider Flight, which includes a pink lemonade hard cider, a watermelon hard cider, and a triple jam hard cider. So very fruity. (laughs) I don't know. UK, skip. I'm going to just skip it. There's too much guys. There, there's just so much to, uh, to try, you know, I don't know if I can hit all 18 and I'm still trying to get a reservation for space 220. I mean, oh, my stomach can only handle so much in one Epcate. So this might be a skip one for me, but that doesn't mean that I'm not going to skip the next one, which is that Northern bloom in the Canada pavilion. Um, now we did try the sear- seared scallops last year. So I won't be getting that, but I'm going to try this beef tenderloin tips. Um, It just looks good. (laughs) It's the picture that sell it for me. Marketing sells guys. Um, I also tried that maple popcorn shake, the little smoothie. It wasn't bad. Wasn't all that fancy, but you know, at least I tried it. Um, So I will be getting the seared scallops that you got last year. Um, because from what I hear, the Canada booth is really able to do scallops well, which is surprising because it's a festival booth. Um, I got a similar dish to the beef tenderloin that you're getting. I got it at Food and Wine, and it was perfect. It was so good. So I'm sorry to set your expectations so high, but <laughs> you'll love it. <laughs> okay. That's all right. Well, um, you notice we didn't start in Canada or Mexico for this episode because we're not even going to get into that debate. But next around the world is Mexico, and they have a couple different options here, like some enchiladas, some chipotle chicken inside of a corn tortilla. Uh, we have a taco vampiro uh, barroca beef inside of a corn tortilla, which is like, just all sounds really good to me. And of course they have a plethora of margaritas that you can try. I don't think I'll be getting anything here, but I do always love the Mexican pavilion. It's usually a pretty, pretty good booth. Um, so for me, I will be getting the tostada de chorizo. Um, and this is actually a plant-based chorizo. So I'm interested to see if it compares to um, the arepas that are in the Encanto booth. Um, and then I will also be trying the poppy flower margarita because I cannot go to the Mexico booth and not get a margarita. Um, I am a starter in Mexico, so that will be how I start my day. (laughs) And this one has tequila blanco, hibiscus flower tea, cucumber juice, aperitivo, and black currant liqueur. So I'm really excited to try it. First of all, um, (laughs) shout out to everyone that has made it this far in the episode. As you guys can tell, this is so much information. And it's really because we truly care about getting that out to our listeners and our followers and 
still giving you guys our reviews and maybe it's going to inspire you to try something new or maybe, oh, Sam recommended that I have to put it on my list. So if you have made it this far in the episode, go ahead and make a hashtag either Team Canada or Team Mexico, whichever way you start in Epcot so we know you're true and real and you are still following along. Um, but yeah, oh my goodness. And we're still not even done. We have a couple more <laughs> to do. What's next? Uh, so the next one we have is the Lotus house. So this is the China pavilion booth. Um, so none of the food really appeals to me at this booth, just because I feel like it's Chinese food. I could kind of get anywhere. Um, but the drink that I want to get is really interesting to me. So it is the Marco Boba. It is amaretto, iced coffee, milk, and boba balls. And it just sounds like a really cool kind of drink. So um, I'm hoping that the coffee kind of won't be so strong in it. Um, But also I might need it because it's probably going to be like 11 o'clock in the morning. So yeah. here at this um, pavilion, you can get the spicy mala chicken skewers, which is new to the menu. And one of my favorites, the house-made cheesy crab wontons, which I super liked. You know, the only thing that I didn't though, and I hope um, our editor can throw up a picture here. I was surprised that they put these wontons in a brown, like cardboard serving thing. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, I think if they would put it in a white one, it would be a lot more visually attractive to the audience and people would buy or at least try it more. So I'm a little bit surprised with that, but I do recommend it nonetheless. And I will be trying the rose bubble tea um, because I love milk bubble tea. So I got to try it. All right. So the next uh, booth we are getting to is one that I think people pass just because of how it's kind of tucked in there in the world showcase. Um, So this is the refreshment outpost, which is the quote unquote Africa pavilion. So for me, uh, this will be another just drink stop. So I will be getting the blueberry lemonade hard cider because it just sounds so refreshing. Hmm. I'm going to skip it. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of people do, so it's okay. (laughs) Just being honest. Sorry, guys. All right. Well, um, I will be angering some people probably because I will be skipping the next booth, which is the Primavera Kitchen in Italy. And just being a Jersey Shore raised half Italian, I have very high standards for Italian food. And every festival that I go to, I always give the Italy booth like a good try. I'm like, all right, this time it's going to be different. And it it just kind of disappoints me every time. So for me, this, this booth is just going to be a skip. Um, just based off of some of the things that Italy had, again, I love Italian food, but it doesn't matter if it's fancy or if it's cooked noodles from a cardboard box. Like <laughs> I eat Italian food. It doesn't matter. So this wasn't like something new, anything new that I had to try. They do have some risotto balls stuffed with beef, um, some ravioli stuffed with sweet sausage cream filled Italian donuts, which all sounds good, but I'm gonna have to make my way to Japan. I have to skip over Italy. (laughs) So we're, we might be skipping it, but for entirely different reasons. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. (laughs) All right. So now we're at Hanami, the Japan booth. So Kara, what are you excited to get here? Listen, I need all listeners and watchers to, to listen up here. I want to try this fruity so bad. Here's the issue. Here's the issue. I don't like sushi. (laughs) 
So will I like it? So from what I hear, it is like the sushi for people who don't care for sushi because you're not getting any of like the traditional like fishy type of ingredients. Um, So it's strawberry, pineapple and cantaloupe, which the cantaloupe for me is the hang up. (laughs) I'm not a big fan of it, Um, but it's wrapped in kind of a sweet sushi rice. It's almost like a candy fruity version of sushi. So I think you'll be okay. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm going to try it. It is on my docket. I was so mad that I didn't try last year, but I was so scared because I don't like sushi. And this is like the dish of flower and garden. Like when people think of this festival, like this is the one that everybody has to get. So it is also on my list for, for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then one of, one of the final ones, if not the final one we have is Fleur de Lis. Look at me trying to act French. Who knows? <laughs> Um, but this is in the France pavilion, the new, the new popular France pavilion due to the Ratatouille ride. Um, they have so many different things here. Croissant with goat cheese, herbs, and garlic. They have a sandwich that I'm not going to try to pronounce my apologies. (laughs) Um, they have a French green lentil salad and the one that I'm going to recommend, the one I'm going to try is the caramelized beignet filled with vanilla cream. Ooh, that sounds good. (laughs) um so for me the france booth will be a moment i'm thankful that other people are going to be with me because i have three things on my list from this booth um so the first thing i want to get is that croissant that is stuffed with goat cheese herbs and roasted garlic which i am also not going to try to pronounce um the other thing that i love getting in france is la vie and rose frozen slushy So if you are a fan of rosé and like kind of sweet drinks, like this is the perfect thing. And it's frozen, which if you're in Florida, when it's 90 some degrees, like this is the best thing ever. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I hope either me or somebody else in my group gets the grand mimosa cocktail because I just, I just love a mimosa. So there will be two drinks from this booth for me. Absolutely. Um, What do we have next? We have the funnel cake stand. (laughs) This is it's just like, it's all the way down at the end of the list. Um, but there is a funnel cake stand that I mentioned earlier, right outside of the America Pavilion. Am I going to get anything? No. But for my mother that is listening to this episode, I will mention that she wants to try this new funnel cake with strawberry cheesecake, I believe is the flavor. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I'm gonna try it. I'm gonna let the listeners know how I feel. But there is that option there for anyone wanting to try. Yeah, so I will be skipping the funnel cake. Um, Again, being from the Jersey Shore and having lived here as long as I have, you can like throw a rock and hit a funnel cake stand in the summer. So for me, it's just not worth spending the money on at Disney to get a funnel cake. Um, But I hope your mom loves it. (laughs) I think Um, she's going to. So before we get to what I think will be Casey's favorite series of booths, um, we actually did leave one out near the port of entry, and that is the Pineapple Promenade. This is the booth where um, if you did the Garden Grays, this is where you'll pick up your free tree at the end of it. Um, For me, I'm not really feeling any of the food at this booth, and they have Dole Whip, which is one of my favorite snacks, but it's kind of like you can get a Dole Whip anywhere in Disney, so not super special um, at this booth, but I will be getting um, the Playa Linda Brewing Company Violet Lemonade Ale, because it it just sounds sounds interesting. Um, I'm usually not a beer person, but if it's like a fruity beer, usually um, I'm all in for it. 
Um, and this is where they have the frozen dessert violet lemonade, correct? Yes. Yes. This is the, this is the queen of the festival. She's beautiful. <laughs> She's delicious. A five out of five do recommend. Um, and I will be getting that. Yeah. We, we cannot forget. Oh my God. We would have, people would have came for us. We cannot <laughs> forget the queen of the festival, which is that violet lemonade. Um, if you really want to be a Disney influencer, or if you want to make sure that you try the, the icon, it's going to be one of those citrus drinks over there in citrus bloom, or it's going to be that violet lemonade. Yes. Definitely have to get it, take a picture or didn't happen. Yes. Um, so now we're moving on to what I'm sure Casey will just be all over the Joffrey's coffee and tea booths. Um, so there are four really interesting drinks this year. Um, the first we have is the minty melon refresher. So um, Kara, which booth are we going to find this one at? <laughs> um, I feel like this is right behind refreshment port. If I'm right, my apologies. Maybe our editor is so good. She can throw up a map. Because that's what, I, that's what I did, especially our Disney newbies. And, and we're just being honest. Again, I know this is a longer episode, but it's one thing to like write down what you want. And then it's another thing. It's like hide and go seek. You have to go find these outdoor kitchens. So um, do make sure that you look at a map before you go. Yes. <laughs> you got to go in with like somewhat of a plan of attack for the day. Like where are we starting? Where are we ending? Mm-hmm. Um, so the next drink we have is one that I think I might actually try. And I usually skip the Joffrey's booths. Um, so it is the strawberry fields refresher. So it's strawberry acai juice with strawberries and blueberries, which just sounds delicious. <laughs> yes. Um, and then we have the pink paradise refresher, a dragon fruit juice with strawberries and blueberries, which is yummy. And lastly, we have the Wildberry Wonder Refresher, Wildberry Hibiscus Juice with strawberries and blueberries. So if you're looking for a fruity drink, uh, hit up Joffrey's. And if you're feeling extra fancy, all of these can be spirited with different types of alcohol. (laughs) Um, But by the time you get to this booth, you might not be feeling it. So... (laughs) Absolutely. And I think it's weird for me. Um, I didn't say like if any alcoholic beverages, which I, I like me an alcoholic beverage every now and again, but I feel like there's just so many um, different things to try here at the Flower and Garden Festival that I want to make sure I'm, I'm eating <laughs> as much <laughs> as possible, just really trying to embrace the culture there. Yeah. See, that was the problem with my list. I feel like my list was very heavy on the alcoholic beverages and very light on the food. Um, so that funnel cake might actually factor into my day. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so guys, thank you so much for getting this far in the episode with us. If you want to click up here, hopefully up here, maybe up there, you can look at the Disney food blog, best of the fest video to kind of see some more pictures, some, some other reviews of that. And um, I also want to throw out there that when this episode releases, we are going to post Hannah's best of the fest pictures. Um, One of our travel agent friends at little bit of Hannah on Instagram. Um, She has a really cool Instagram guide for you all. And I just want to share that because uh, we have a Sam, we have listeners across the board. We have people that are going to Disney for the first time. And then we have people that are, you know, needing to try the new thing because they've tried everything else at the festivals. So thank you all for listening so far. And that is just the food. We are going to be right back after this short ad break with some other activities you can do other than eating during pep, flower, and garden. 
What's up, friends? I'm so excited to introduce the sponsor for this week's episode, and that is Rachel Sally. She is a full-service authorized Disney vacation planner, and guys, Rachel is absolutely incredible. She specializes in Disney World and Disneyland vacations, which is phenomenal, but not only that, she can book all cruise lines and all-inclusive vacations throughout the entire world. Rachel, I've got to get with you so you can book me an all-inclusive vacation, but guys, let's Let's please just take the stress out of planning Disney. There is so many steps and we would hate for you to miss out on anything awesome that Disney is offering. So because Rachel is a former cast member, she has so much inside knowledge. So whether you're traveling with a large family or small children, she's going to give you all of her tips and tricks. Use her expertise, guys. You will not regret it. And guess what? This is the absolute best part. So listen up. Rachel's services are completely free. So it doesn't cost you any more to have her take all of the stress from your vacation so you can have a phenomenal trip. I would absolutely trust Rachel completely with planning any of my Disney vacations. And even as often as myself or Kara go to Disney, we still have questions. We still need to contact travel agents to figure out if there's an exclusive offer or something that we're missing. So guys, please contact her today and get your trip on the books. Park reservations are filling up crazy fast right now. So you're gonna wanna contact her soon. Find Find her on Instagram at Main Street Mama Travels for a free quote. All right, back to today's episode. Hey everyone and welcome back. I hope that you guys have your pen and paper out. I hope that it's filled with all the recommendations that we gave you for food and drink at Flower and Garden. But as we all know, Epcot is not just a place to go eat and drink. As much as it is that um, quote unquote adult park, there really are some cool and interesting activities that you can do um, with your family and with your kids. And we'd love to get into that. So Sam, could you start us off with a couple of those? Sure. So the first thing that we have is the Garden Rocks concert series. So this is a concert series in the America Gardens Theater. So right smack dab in the middle of World Showcase. And you can see all different uh, bands, singers on select evenings at 5.30, 6.45 and 8 p.m. So if you missed the first show, don't worry, just hang out for a little bit and you'll see the next one. Um, so we always tell people to check the schedule to see who's playing when you are there. Um, when I'm there, it is someone named Toby Mack, who is a Christian singer. I've never heard of him, Oh my god! (laughs) (laughs) but I'm sure it'll be a good show. (laughs) It's the uh, church kid coming out in me. My, um, late uncle and aunt are, were pastors. So growing up, I was in the church. And so I because I know off off camera, you were like, I have no idea who this is. And I was like, oh, I probably don't either. I know who Toby Mac is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry to any Toby Mac fans that I just offended. <laughs> okay. It's all good. All right. So the next thing that we have is um, an activity that was probably made for kids, but the Disney adults can enjoy it too. So this is Spike's Pollination Exploration. So i um, Unlike the Garden Grays, which has food as a scavenger hunt, this is an actual scavenger hunt featuring the festival's mascot, Spike the Bee. So what you'll do is um, a bunch of the different festival merchandise locations, like the little booths and the gift shops, will have a map and stickers that you can buy for $9.99. 
and you'll use these stickers to keep track of all the places in World Showcase where you find Spike. And when you're done, you bring your completed map back to Disney Traders or World Traveler, which are the gift shops towards the front of World Showcase. Um, and then I think Disney Traders is the one by the International Gateway, and you will get a prize. And I don't know what the prize is this year, but it's always something cool. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to think of all the videos of, of the Flower and Garden that I've watched of people <laughs> who went already, and I, I don't know what it is. But if you're looking for the more affordable option... Garden Graves, you're going to buy all the food and this one's $9.99. So just to throw that out there. <laughs> um, so next up, we have the Healthful Trail presented by Advent Health. So this is going to be in the area next to the Flavorful Kitchen. So kind of between Refreshment Port and Imagination. So there is something for everybody here. There's a playground for the kids so they can get all their energy out. And there's a sitting area for the parents so they can chill out. <laughs> needed. Um, and then we have the Blossoms of Fragrance Garden presented by Scentsy. So if you are a person who's really into the Scentsy wax melts, and I know they just came out with like a Cinderella Castle one, which was really cool. Um, this is a brand new garden exhibit and it's on the way into World Showcase. Um, so on that little bridge that connects Future World to World Showcase. And these gardens feature all different scents. Um, I made a note here to smell the sign not the garden itself <laughs> um, because I did see someone try to like smell the flower pot and they're like, it doesn't really smell like anything, but the sign has like a little box that you can like kind of put your nose up to. Um, so the themes are spice, fresh, floral, fruity, and woods. There's all these things that are tucked away. Like yes. <laughs> I really feel like if you're not looking for it, you can, you can miss it. And I do want to mention, especially for those of you that haven't maybe even been there in a year, Right now, as we're recording this, and right now for the next month or so, there's still a lot of construction walls and things up in Epcot. Um, now, if you're going to be going during, what is it, Memorial Day when Guardians opens and this place gets even more packed because of Remy's, because of the festival, because of Guardians, I really advise you to look at that map <laughs> so you're not getting lost and you can check out these uh, super cool opportunities like the... Um, the fragrance garden by Sensi. Um, so the next one we have is something that I really want to try out, but I'm also slightly terrified to try and I will tell you why. Um, so this is the Bambi's butterfly house. So this is an exhibit that they've put up for a couple years. It's a walkthrough exhibit where you get to see basically the butterflies of the world and they have um, all different habitats set up for them, all different flowers. And while you're walking through if you're still for long enough, a butterfly can land on you, which sounds awesome. Also terrifies me because I don't like bugs. <laughs> um, so this one might be a quick walkthrough for my group. <laughs> I do question this and my apologies, uh, followers for not knowing offhand, but is this an upcharge? No. So this is a free part of the festival. Okay. You can just walk right in. <laughs> free free <laughs> you always got to do free things at disney yes i might try it then i thought it, i thought you had to pay to go in but that may be somewhere else that i'm thinking um, <laughs> but i think lastly we have the gardens around the world showcase which are just absolutely beautiful if you don't know I, I, there's just so many to list 
right? Um, there's some new <laughs> ones that you can find, like the France uh, Bouquet Garden. There's also the Green Landing Family Play Zone, which is Wally themed, which I think is pretty cool. Um, oh my goodness. There's the Honey Bistro one. There's the Tropical Rainforest Garden in Mexico. There is the Bamboo Garden in China. Uh, the Spice Garden in Morocco. There is the English Tea Garden in what I'm thinking is United Kingdom. Yes. <laughs> yes. Anyway, there's lots of gardens because, again, this is the Flower and Garden Festival. Y'all might be thinking, isn't this food and wine? Y'all been talking about alcoholic beverages <laughs> and food the majority <laughs> of this episode. But if you remember, this is all about uh, horticulture. And it's bringing to life and bringing to appreciation all that Flower and Garden does for us because all around the park is those beautiful, Sam, beautiful topiaries of all of the different characters. We have Buzz. We have Woody. We have um, the three Caballeros. Mm-hmm. Those still there this year. We have, of course, Remy. Um, I mean, I forget how many there are. My apologies, but they're so cute. You've got to look at them. There's the Simba one, I know. They are really like, if the Violet Lemonade drink was the queen, those are the king. The topiaries <laughs> are the king of the episode. Um, so make sure to go around. I need a map for that. I, need I know. All the topiaries. <laughs> yes, um, I'll be looking for the Winnie the Pooh one. That is my absolute favorite one because they have Pooh and Eeyore and Tigger. I just, I just love it. (laughs) Yeah. I think I saw them last time. They're cute. Anyway, um, Sam, I just want to thank you so much for joining us this week. Um, it was amazing having you here. Thank you for having me. Um, I was excited to fill in, especially for a festival that I've researched so extensively this year. Yes. And I know, thank you guys so much for um, just your patience and listening to us and listening to our recommendations. Again, go over to our Instagram page for our gotta try it template. Let us know what you want to try. Um, You can kind of see all of the team members recommendations that they plan on trying during the very long festival this year. Um, And if you feel intimidated in any way, just go ahead and shoot us a message, an email, Facebook message and be like, oh my gosh, there's just way too much. I don't even know where to start. We can definitely get you started with a couple of recommendations and you can move from there. So thank you so much for joining us on another episode of the Why We Disney podcast. Have an absolutely magical Wednesday. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, TikTok, and um, we will see you next Wednesday. Okay. Bye.